1: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by premier boat builders, visit AbyssBattery.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Witness Protection Program. Do you want to live off grid? Are you concerned that a shadow government is spying on us through our phones and traffic lights? then go live off-grid, never to be heard from again with the privatized version of the Witness Protection Program. You'll get a new identity, a new place to live, a new fingerprint, and likely new DNA, all for just $5 million. Check it out at backpackblitzers.com
3: Hello, everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man to ever wrestle a, pa- a porcupine. He ended up with better skin after he was done with that. <laughs> Carl really. Yes. Well, you know.
2: hey, there's no, there's no like divide between us this time. There's no, I can actually, I can actually oh. shove you because that's yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're here. We're, we're in California. California. Yeah, we're in California. We're together. We got a. Yeah, we'll do a couple of things while we're out here. How about that? Let's do it. Is that good? Let's yeah. do it. All right. Well, with me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man who wrote a step by step guidebook for how to survive a staircase. A step by step. Some guidebook. of them are
3: pretty tall. Yeah. And you don't want to fall down. So I thought it necessary. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. How's your, right. how's your ankle after that last staircase fall? It's <laughs> good. Uh, Brooke Whipple. Brooke Whipple. Alone.
2: contestant survivor. She's been on the show two she's seasons. A, she's a
3: big deal. She's a very
2: big deal. She's yeah. bigger
3: than some of our other guests. She, she might be our biggest deal. In terms of YouTube subscribers, subscribers she's the biggest guest we right? have ever had. Yeah. She's got no. 500K. 500K. That's, yeah, that's right. I mean... Platinum Status. Yeah. I don't know what you call that, but it I big. forget.
2: Are you a Lone fan? Like, do you watch that show ever?
3: I have a few episodes. Uh, okay. I find it a little depressing if I watch it every week, but you like depressing things, so I don't know <laughs> if that's something you... <laughs> religion <laughs> you binge it you kind of still binge that show what's right?
2: depressing the fact that people are just sitting there starving to death constantly is that depressing mm, yeah a little okay. bit yeah. it is kind of depressing but it's impressive some of the things they can it do. is impressive yeah yeah and and there actually are sc- contestants that aren't starving to death they're actually thriving out there but they kind of play it more the depressive mode so true you true. don't always know who that is that's true but uh yeah so anyway so we got Brooke Whipple uh big fan of hers watched her in a couple seasons my my daughter watches alone she loves that show mm-hmm, mm. and uh, she's a fan as well so I was really excited to have her on yeah you didn't make this one though you didn't make this interview. I did not I did right? not you are a little intimidated I think
3: she's a, she's a, yeah. Clearly, yeah. obviously, I'm Antonio. Yeah.
2: Anytime we have somebody on who's kind of big time or mm. has you know has been on TV or who has more than a hundred thousand subscribers, mm. Derek's a little nervous mm. and becomes less available.
3: Mm-hmm. That's why it's so easy to, to sit next to you. I don't ever feel that way, right? because
2: right. yeah. I'm definitely big time. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of that, if we're honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we got a Bible verse for the episode. Ecclesiastes four nine. Two mm-hmm. are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Oh, yeah so okay. in general though are you good uh, at accomplishing like tasks alone
3: alone yeah I think I am I make my to-do list I, I try to tackle it um, okay. I try to be efficient Yeah, you
2: don't need to collaborate you can you're like I'm gonna get this done certain things sure okay you know can, 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 me, can like I it, do
3: laundry by myself yes yes I can do you put laundry on your to-do list no <laughs> <laughs> but I did
2: No, I did not. <laughs> Throw this Wouldn't trash the, away. I have done it before though. Uh
3: you know, like the dishwasher's running in the background, you probably can't yeah. hear it, but uh did that all by myself. So you know, put the I soap. I turn it on or, or put stuff inside. Put the soap in, put the dishes in, put yeah. You know, okay. Everything.
2: So on your to do list you had put soap in, put dishes in,
3: you had all those things. No. Okay. You, um, you atomize, <laughs> right? You don't you itemize
2: I just want. I'm trying to figure. What's on your big to- dishes on the right, little dishes on the What's left. What's on your to
3: do list, Eric?
2: What's got? on my to do list? Yeah, uh,
3: go to Target. Okay. Get medications. Uh, mm. Return items. Uh, make okay. make phone calls. What phone calls I got to make? Things like that.
2: All right. Yeah. Nice. No, nothing like manual labor. Like fix the light switch or patch mm. the wall mm. or resaw the yard. None of that stuff.
3: We saw the yard. Yeah, I'm not in Colorado. Like that's true. That's not like have a, That's not a Colorado like yours. Thing. Yeah.
2: Okay. My apologies. Yeah. Only Colorado. I actually have a harder time doing tasks, and I, I prefer collaboration. So that's why yeah. I wouldn't survive or do very well on the alone TV show. That's why. Mm. Again, I'm so impressed mm. with Brooke. So let's get to it, man. Let's do it. All right. Here let's she go. is. I am here with Brooke Whipple, girl in the woods a member of Alone, the show for two different seasons. How's it going today, Brooke?
1: Good, good. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Oh, my goodness. We are honored to have you on our show. So thank you so much for for joining the show. I am an Alone fan. I've seen all the seasons. Uh, I've started watching with my daughter, and and she was actually so excited to hear that you're on the show as well. So just really appreciate your time. How old's your daughter? She is 14 years old. Yay, yeah and and she could yeah she she gets out there backpacking with us she could she could be like a future alone contestant she's got the personality Mm -hmm. where she could be by herself for a while i i don't have that like i'm so impressed because i can't i would have to have somebody with me so i don't know how you did was it 27 days in this in mongolia
1: yeah 28 yeah Mm -hmm. 28
2: days like that is crazy to me
1: oh that's that's low compared to a lot of people
2: Hey, I, I'm just I'm, I'm like two days. I got two days in me, <laughs> and then and then that's it. So like much less the skills. Skills aside. All right. So I was gonna. I just want to jump right in there. So for all the alone fans out there, can you catch everybody up on what you've been up to since then, or what you got going on these days?
1: Oh boy. Um. Just you know, life in general takes you to all kinds of places that you know you don't expect. But you know, we split our time between Alaska and Michigan. So. It's either Alaska in the summer and then Michigan in the winter, basically. And then, you know, we have a few different properties in Michigan. So we could be in the UP or in lower Michigan. So we're just kind of all over. We, we okay. love real estate, right? Like I, I'm addicted to real estate. and, and it,
2: Like off-grid real estate, right? Yeah,
1: yep. All, okay. all of our properties are off-grid. I, I personally love land development and building cabins and you know making something out of land so we love to park our money in land it's a a really solid investment and then because we're both Mm. youtubers that gives us property to to do stuff with for youtube so we're building and you know it is like the best of both worlds where you're you're doing something you love but at the same time um you get to put it on youtube and help other people inspire other people and you know we're incredibly blessed
2: well if you love building like you love the process of building it it had to have been disheartening when you were on the show and you and you spend so much time building your structure and then they dismantle it that must have been frustrating oh my gosh
1: yeah and especially if you're talking about like season four we built our cabin and it it was uh we said this would be really great to leave and even the like the people that helped with the show behind the scenes, they live in the area. They were, they're people that have lodges mm-hmm. and like commercial fish and everything. And they're like, you know, this, if you left this cabin, this would be like kind of an emergency shelter for someone if they were kayaking or got stranded or something. But yeah, they, they take them all down. You're like, right. I just don't right. want to see it.
2: I know, I know they show the, they show the time lapse. I'm just like, that's gotta be so frustrating to see, like it oh, becomes yeah. your home essentially and then somebody's oh, just yeah. tearing it apart. I luckily,
1: mean, luckily we don't have to see any of that. So <laughs> you see it on the show, but you don't see it in real time.
2: You see it on the show, yeah, yeah. oh not in person yeah. though. So you got so you mentioned your YouTube channel, uh, Girl in the Woods. I I've watched, I'm I'm on the sh- I'm on the channel and you have some very interesting content. And so it le- like kind of led me to the question like who is who would you say your target audience is for your YouTube channel?
1: That's a good question because my husband accused me the other day of like not having like this solid kind of theme. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, it's okay. You know, I'm kind of schizo anyway. I'm a very ADHD personality. I would definitely not want to pigeonhole myself, um, into survival or bushcraft or, or, you know, anything. I'm just kind of an, an adventurer, you know, with, with a builder's bent. Okay. Here's the feedback I get and who I think, really is my my audience is is people who who really want freedom in their life they really want to be connected to something they've built with their hands Um, they want to be inspired by Mm -hmm. nature and they come to my channel and hopefully and it sounds like they're getting inspired by this content so whether it's hanging out with my dog Mm. camping building shelters whether it's actually building a cabin or just that kind of like do it at any cost mentality that I have, um, right. I just don't quit, you know? And I just feel like I have a good attitude and I eat steaks. So like, <laughs> 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 like who doesn't want to eat a steak with me? Right, you know? like, so steak eaters,
2: check. That's one of your, yeah, one of your folks. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, YouTube is a place where I go to when I'm trying to learn something, learn how to do something, and when I am looking for inspiration. And it sounds like you're hitting both of those boxes there for people that are just, yeah, looking for that adventure or looking for that freedom, it sounds like. So I I think you're checking some good boxes. Uh, But in looking at your content, when you're talking specifically about off-the-grid stuff or bushcraft, I would imagine that you have a pretty eclectic audience. And and because you have such a large following, I just thought to myself, there's got to be some folks out there that have sent you some emails or comments on your videos that have been maybe borderline, like on the crazy side. So has, has anybody shared like off the wall ideas with you or has there been anybody that stands out where you're like, I can't believe this person said such and such. Is that a thing or no?
1: It's every day. It's, it's absolute insanity. The world is on fire. Right. Like people are crazy. Okay. So do
2: you have examples?
1: Oh no, it's just, i mean it, it's so i read one i think it was today i read it out loud um to dave and i'm like do you even know what this person just said mm. he's like no clue oh like, it doesn't make sense
2: it's like nonsensical
1: well not even nonsensical but just like crazy <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um yeah i mean all the time all okay. all the time so i would say about two years ago i really had a moment where i had to just I couldn't handle it anymore you know you get to a certain point on your on youtube you know i have like 430 videos on youtube like i've been on youtube for seven years and at any a crazy yeah one. and at any point in time anywhere in the world somebody can be watching one of those 400 plus videos and leaving a comment so when you pull up your comment feed you know right you could sit there for days for you'd never you know, I used to be able to hit the bottom. Like mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh, I hit the bottom, you know, and you're like, "Good, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You know, like, I've, right. I really want to talk to people. I really want to tell them I appreciate them watching. Yeah, for sure. Really want to make comments. But there comes a point where it's just like, you can just feel the blood draining out of you from just this interaction, which is mm-hmm. can be really intense. Right. So I had to, uh, I had to make some boundaries for myself like i can't sit here and answer comments all day and a lot of them are the same Mm. and a lot of them um have don't know your backstory, so they're asking you the same questions over and over right or or they're getting you know a little too personal they you know the comments i get all the time are where's your husband where's your kids and i'm like we are such a tight family and you know dave and i don't work conventional jobs we are together 24 7 so i'm always like mm. this is my only time alone <laughs> no, i know i know you know well they think they see um, you
2: on the videos they're like that's a reality show so you're just filming your life but really you're just filming you know a snippet right like yeah. your free time essentially
1: yeah and you know yeah. he has his own channel and we're both very independent people and mm-hmm. so you know there's always the speculation that you know whatever the speculation might be de jour
2: yeah, you revealed that you're getting a lot of the crazy comments and a lot of the repeat comments. Uh, you sidestepped if what those comments are. I'm really curious. Are people like you can just go general? Are people suggesting things like you um, should come out and visit my off grid cabin here, or like yeah. next week there is like such and such is going to happen, so go to the grocery store, load up because you got to be yes. ready. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, it is it is humanity. Sending you information on a daily okay. basis. Right. So like I get people who want us to come and build their cabins or help them, oh. which, is, which is cool. I mean, but like they like want to hire can, you. Yeah. They want to hire us or, you know, and, and help them along their journey. You know, Hey, come to Virginia. I'm just putting, you know, make a believe, right. Come to Virginia. Um, uh, we'll treat you really well. We'll pay you. You can kind of help us with our dream. And our thing mm-hmm. that we both try to do in our channels is like, No, you can do this. Right, you can. Empowerment. Yeah, you just need to start, even if you don't know what you're doing. You'll figure it out.
2: So over the, I mean, like, alone's been out for a few years. The survival shows have been out for I don't know a decade plus, probably maybe a decade and a half. But it seems like there's momentum with these shows or with you know the YouTube channels that are putting the skills stuff out there, like. Why do you think there's such an increasing interest in living off grid, bushcraft survival? Like what's going on with all that?
1: I think people just want control. You know, they want control of their own, Hmm. their own life. And they see uh, those skills, um, giving them that opportunity, right? So it's knowledge and knowledge feels Mm -hmm. good. It, it, it feels like you've got a handle on things when, when maybe I would say circumstances say you don't, and, and, and honestly, nobody has a handle on anything. (laughs) Like we're all just at the mercy.
0: Right. Right. Um, Right.
1: But if you can be somewhat prepared physically, mentally, spiritually, um, you know, it makes you feel better. Right. And I think, I think because we're just so digitally connected and our lives are easy. People like intrinsically need to be challenged and i think there's Mm -hmm. when they watch those shows they're like i could use a dose of that you know that will that will wake me up right and it certainly does so if you're you're if you want to go out into the woods and stay the night alone right by yourself in the deep woods like it's challenging that's just like step one right like there's so many Mm. and there's so many variations of that and steps to get there and then you take that farther into buying a piece of land and, and you want to develop it and build your own you know cabin and and come up with your own source of water and you know the solar and electricity like it's this huge learning curve but it's so empowering because you're doing it yourself you're not hooking up into the grid and you're not mm-hmm. um calling a cement truck and you're not hiring you know somebody to build your house it, it's all on you and that is so, it's just awesome to feel.
2: And what you were saying though is is like step one is can you just go, you know, can you go camp in the woods alone for one night? And, and, that, and I feel like that is step one, but I think that's one of the hardest steps because when you're talking about people that haven't had that experience or maybe they didn't grow up with that, just trying to answer the question, what's that sound? Like outside my tent, you can't physically see what's making the sound freaks people Absolutely. out and so the thought of just doing that is I think is one of the biggest steps and then and then you kind of move on to like better gear better skills from there but yeah the control that you have when you can kind of conquer that fear is very empowering so I yeah, definitely agree with that okay so now kind of transition some questions here I've got knowing your background knowing your skills I've got a question for you which of the following apocalypse scenarios would you feel <laughs> most prepared for and why? All right? Okay. So I'm going to give you 3. All right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. You're going to see where kind of like the our mind of our podcast goes with these. All right. So so A, all the ice caps melt and there's a severe climate change. You manage to live in an area of fertile ground that's still pretty rare. This is kind of like the water world scenario. So that's mm. A, uh, B. A shadow government has taken over Washington and is trying to form a North Korean-like dictatorship. You, among others, escape to the woods and mountains, trying to hide and survive. And then, of course, there's C, which you probably heard of. Um, I'm getting. I'm guessing you get some comments about this. Uh, zombies become a worldwide problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm definitely going to go for B.
2: B. Okay. You yes. could evade a North Korean-like dictatorship. Yes. Like, okay. that
1: sounds like not fun. It's not fun. Not right? for the people but that like, have to
2: endure it.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. But, like, that sounds like there's, the, like, the enemy. Well, I guess zombies are enemies, too, but right. they're, they're... kind of slow. <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> there's antagonists in all these scenarios, for sure, that you've got to either That's true. defeat or yeah. hide from, basically. Yeah.
1: I, I think I think number two would be like the most challenging strategically and um you know community wise you're like coming together as as a pe- as a as a group to kind of outwit said dictatorship okay. Mm-hmm. and so
2: would you if you had to kind of like the first step is obviously like the evasion and so you have all these properties in Michigan, but you also have Alaska. Are you gonna go Michigan or are you gonna go Alaska when you see things kind of taking a turn for the worse Michigan Michigan okay.
1: Yeah, it, it'd be easier. Why, why?
2: Why there versus Alaska, out of curiosity?
1: Alaska's tough. I mean, uh, depending on where you are, it's mm-hmm. the climate alone. Wintertime is really brutal in interior Alaska.
2: So you say that the, yeah, somebody who has a property in the UP of Michigan is saying that that's, that that's nice compared to Alaska.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there would be wow. more opportunity wow. there for game and for climate and for just, like, it's deep. Mm-hmm. There, there are some, it's true wilderness up there in many spots, and uh, there's plenty of game, but um, access is tough. Like, it, it'd be good. I'd go okay. there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, good to know. So uh, important safety tip, everybody. Yeah. Now you know where to go in case that happens. So there you go. Something yes. to learn about every show. Yes. Uh, all right, I got a couple of fan questions for you. Fan question number 1. If you could have brought an 11th item on a loan, what would you have brought? Hamburgers.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if this was your was your season did they allow for food rations?
1: Yeah, very little. Okay. Very very little. I mean, they like from season 1 to season 4 was incredibly different. Like they every every oh, season yeah. they kept going, "Oh, oh, oh, like Right, right. It was right. it was it was not much at all. It was Dave and I split like, you know, an M M&M and M and a raisin and like two peanuts. That'd be like that's your day. <laughs> you know, right. it was bad. We I mean, didn't have food.
2: Okay. So part did they give you the food rations or were you like, I would like M Ms and Peanuts in my ration?
1: Well, you get to choose okay. between like there's like a very short list that you can choose what you want to bring. Mm-hmm so i brought gorp and dave brought beef jerky okay i think yeah
2: gotcha both high calorie options so so you'd have hamburgers hamburgers that's what you're missing (laughs) is that the first big meal you had sorry when
1: you no there there were no big meals because you know you're starving your stomach's smaller yeah yeah it's 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 just it takes a long time a very slow refeeding process to get back to you know i was 97 pounds <sighs> when i left so i had to leave they were going to pull me from the show but we just chose to make that call okay so they were going to pull me that day so we were like you know and so they didn't really say that on the show mm-hmm. they just kind of made it look like oh the whipples are done You <laughs> know they were going to pull me and of course dave could have stayed longer but you know right I'm smaller, so it's a team thing that year, yeah, the- oddly. So, we had to go. Okay.
2: That actually ties into the next question because um I think this one was from Jason, um one of our fellow adventurers out there. He so you kind of sort of answered this, but he says, "Do you feel the show alone accurately told the story of your adventures and did the editing process change them in any way? So, was there any other part of that that was you felt kind of shafted on?"
1: Well, let me go back. I will say we would have brought a second pot instead of like we brought like our teapot in a pan we both agreed we would have loved to have had a second pot so that like we always had tea going we always had like hemlock tea with Mm -hmm. the stream water we would have loved to have one for just like you know you know fish head soup all the time kind of thing but you couldn't have both
2: (laughs) more than hamburgers you want the pot more than hamburgers so
1: that okay. that's that. I didn't really answer that. Sorry, I was goofing around. Um, so yeah, there was a few things. The editing uh, switched around a little bit, and you know, I don't think there's anybody that comes out of that show with such a deep experience like that that isn't disappointed to some extent um, on what was mm-hmm. chosen to be shown or how they were portrayed. I mean, I first got to say that I absolutely love left field, the production company, they're now ITV. They are wonderful people. It's a wonderful production company. And sometimes the editing choices don't Mm. come from them. They come from history after history has seen cuts and history will make requests to have changes to ramp up like drama. Like when I saw the wolf, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. That whole encounter was nothing but joy. Gotcha. And so they made it kind of seem like I was scared. So they would put in scenes like I blew a whistle, but that was actually a different day. And I was blowing a whistle because I thought I heard Dave coming. So like oh, all those things like really happened, yeah. but they, they put them in different places. And so the viewer doesn't know that. So like, I was super excited yeah. and like, I wanted that wolf to get as close to me as possible. And so they just switched that emotion mm-hmm. to, to make it look like I was more scared. So, you know, you're really like, really? Cause the real, you know, reaction to that was, was pure joy and excitement. Not, not fear, not one lick yeah, of fear. It- no.
2: But the trick I think that they pull, it, I mean, I, I know that they can, you know, splice things together, but the trick is really with the soundtrack, right? Where Absolutely. It's like very intense, dramatic, and you're like, "That's th- that tone is not matching my emotion.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes they might even put in words from a different scene that you didn't say in that scene. So it doesn't match, and you're like, oh, and now in season five, they never showed me catching a darn fish. They never showed me eating anything. And they made it seem like I was really mm. depressed. I was super joyful. So they just okay. kind of check into a, t- right. a storyline. And um, they just kind of, they can portray you in a way that just, you know, they p- they're picking out some highlights of doom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> how else to say it. Um, I definitely had, you know, I think everyone has moments of doom. Right. And gloom. Um, I think for me, season five was only nine months after season four. I was back in the field.
2: I know. Yeah. You went back to back.
1: And it was like, your brain is like, "Oh, are we are really doing this again? Cause it's really a suffer fest. I mean, there's absolutely magical moments and you're really, you know, going deep into yourself and learning so much and having magical experiences but at the same time it's like really 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 hard Mm -hmm. it's hard on your body it's hard on your mental state and to go back to that so quickly was like wow it was pretty funny because season five was like you know past people Mm. and season four like you're launching and the green helicopters going over you and they're getting all these opening shots you're like Season five, the helicopter is going over, and we're like, See like, you. Oh, man, here we go. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like, everybody you, you already knew what was coming. Like, it was already, like, you know what's yeah. coming for you. And it's not like, yeah, I'm going right. to crush it. It's like, This is going to hurt again, you know? And um, mm-hmm. so it's really funny because it was a completely different vibe going into season five. So
2: I got another uh, curveball question for you here.
1: All right. In light of,
2: you know, you being like a reality show star bushcraft expert so if you were asked to be a a bushcraft bushcraft expert on another show another reality show that's that's being produced which of the following options i'm going to give you would be the most enticing all right (laughs) okay Give you three options again here so these are ones i just made up these could be real shows though so um don't be afraid to share that with a production company sounds like you're you're tight with them Uh, (laughs) a A, i'm going to call this show hide and seek You've got to try to evade a team comprised of a former U.S. Marshal, a tracker, and Dog the Bounty Hunter by living off-grid as long as you can.
1: <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah, oh, all right. I already love that one.
2: Yeah, and, and actually Dog the Bounty Hunter lives in my hometown, so I, I could, I could kind of let him know. You, like. You can, okay, yeah. I, I could, I could braid
1: him. his hair because he's, he's got long hair, right? That, long More power hair. to you. That was a little gross to me. <laughs> Just saying we could bond over braids, maybe.
2: Bond over okay. braids with dogs that him. in That's, that's <laughs> not one of the options, but that could be a cool show too.
1: Okay, that's getting weird. Okay, what's your next one?
2: Next one is called alone, dot, 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 with 10 house cats. You've got to try to keep <laughs> them alive, get good sleep, and keep your primitive shelter clean okay we're we're talking you got to deal with the cat hair you got to deal with the cat pee for those misbehaving cats wow and you already have two cats right
1: three three three. so you're
2: 30 percent of the way there (laughs) i am all right this one uh this one could be offensive but that's okay (laughs) this one's called why bear grills is wrong and so you've got to record the right way to do things contrasted against all of his crazy stunts. Uh, Those are your three options. Uh, which one are you going to say yes to? Or all of them. All of the above works too.
1: Okay. I love Bear Grylls. I love okay. Bear Grylls. I know he does crazy things, but like you legit should read some of his books. He's a stand-up guy. He is a...
2: No, no, no. I love him too. Yeah, like
1: I, He is so entertaining. He's an entertainer. He's not a yeah. bushcraft survivor. I mean, he is, but like, he he's not showing you what you should do. He's only showing you what he can do. Like the guy's incredible. Right. So I'm not right. going to do that one. Okay. Um, cats. Oh, I, I definitely don't want to do that one. I love, <laughs> I love cats. But if you've ever owned a okay. cat that has had like a peeing problem.
2: Yep. That's me. Okay.
1: Yeah. We have two. We, yep. We've had two of those in our lifetime. Like they all of a sudden just started peeing on your like fresh laundry clothes in the basket and stuff like that or in your closet
2: and the carpet is the worst oh yeah yeah.
1: or or your couch like no (laughs) 10 and then if they don't get along (laughs) i mean but the thing is you have to feed them they're probably going to catch some stuff but i've had some cats that are super lazy and they don't they don't work for their food so (laughs) i don't want to work for them either so i definitely choose number one number one sounds fun
2: okay Um,
1: hide and seek you're taking my ideas seriously thank you so much for that i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) it just sounds like i you know i think there's just that challenge of goes back to childhood like oh i can totally hide mm-hmm. like let's let's go
2: hide and seek that's what it's <laughs> called exactly and and you yes, know what and you when it. you win it hide and seek as a kid it's kind of boring because nobody knows where you are but at least if it's a show then everybody gets to see how creative and thoughtful you were in trying to find that hiding spot do
1: you remember there was a show it was gosh it was like man 10, tracker. Oh, yes i loved that show that yeah was that was great fun. Yeah, that was I, was I would like, love to
2: be on that show for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That was a that was a Canadian show that. um yeah. So that was where the inspiration came from. I tried to like level it up, but yeah, uh,
1: you you did good. You did Thank you. good. <laughs> Thank you. No horses, That's, but horse. I'm right. Not a horse well, person. I don't know if
2: that. Tra- I said that there's a tracker along the way. Maybe he has. He's got a horse. I don't know. Okay. He's got an ATV, but uh. <laughs> I I gotta That's clear it. the air with Bear Grylls. So I actually really love Bear Grylls too. I think he's so encouraging, and he hosts or he hosted one of my favorite shows that was on Amazon, the eco challenge. And and mm-hmm. I just thought he did an excellent job. I, I know somebody who was on that show and was like, yep, he's, he's like, a, like you said, a stand-up guy, encouraging. Oh, good. He's uh he's a fellow believer for me, a Christian. Yes. I uh, love him. Yeah. But, but he's not, yeah, like you're saying, he's not a survivalist. Like he's a stunt man.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. When
2: he's suggesting let's cut a hole in the ice in this lake, jump in and then swim Across to another hole in the lake. I'm not sure there's a survival scenario where you need to do that. It's impressive he's doing that, but I don't think that you you know you want to copy his stuff, this, right?
1: You know his 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 go to scenes are like the elephant dung, you know, right, you know, right. and, and you know, sleeping in the, the right. carcass of the camel, and like the gross factor right. of what he eats. Those are those are the moments right. that everyone remembers. But yeah,
2: the drink your pee. He, he's
1: he's done some real real stuff like special forces and the Everest, like he Mm -hmm. paraglided off Everest or something like crazy. And he had a parachute accident. Like the guy's incredible.
2: Yeah. And, and what was weird was they tried to have him be a reality TV show host. I don't know if you ever saw that one where he did a show. This is like over 10, I think about 10 years ago where basically he had the tagline, you know, like where Donald Trump had the tagline, like you're fired um mm-hmm. for the apprentice they gave him a tagline like you know this is a survival based reality show you'd never get out alive and oh. it was so wow. off brand for him because he's such an encouraging guy <laughs> oh, just didn't right. work.
1: Huh. and so yeah. he tried
2: but i was like yeah yeah like you're you're not the guy who's kind of the you know the negative nancy the trying jerk. to tell people they can't yeah. do things
1: go trying to one-up people
2: right right so i appreciate that about him
1: he does that stuff with celebrities now and um it's kind of neat. He pulls out some good stories out of those people and kind of challenges them in different ways. Yeah, and what's lot. cool about
2: that is, like for for us, we go on backpacking trips. Like those are the conversations that we have. I mean, we're not starting from scratch with somebody because we you know we're, we're bringing people that we know along for the most part. But right, that's what's what the what the rich part about our experiences outside are. That's why I like to go to their People is I like to dig in, hear their stories, encourage, you know, pray for them learn from them a lot of it's times it's so true yeah yeah, yeah
1: so true yeah
2: so so if, if he invited you on one of those like celebrity shows would you go well
1: i'm not a celebrity but oh my goodness yes you are come on oh, no i'm not come on. i would love to to go on a, an adventure with bear grills are you kidding me oh yeah i'd okay. be like How? where when i'm there
2: <laughs> yeah just yeah. show up yeah he's like all right we're going to vancouver island
1: <laughs> oh yeah i'd be like there come on man no Anywhere but there. I <laughs> have 49 days enough there. Yeah.
2: Have you ever been like out and about and somebody's like, and somebody recognizes you from either your YouTube channel or from alone?
1: Yeah, all the time.
2: See, so you're a celebrity. You can't say you're not a celebrity. Some people recognize you.
1: Yeah, but it's like, it's like really low grade. Like, it's like a low grade fever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you're just like, you're like, D-side celebrity. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. We get recognized all the time.
2: Gotcha. The other thought I had kind of circling back to something you said earlier in the show was you said that people kind of can make a request like, "Hey, come help us build our, you know, whatever it is, their their bunker, their structure." And you're like, "No, I'm trying to empower people to do that." Have you ever come back at them and been like, "Yeah, I'm all in. I'll do it." 10 million dollars.
0: No.
1: No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We just guard our freedom so much with okay. our schedules, and and uh, yeah, you know we're not money motivated, so there's the problem. <laughs> um,
2: that that doesn't make sense. Okay, we're, we're
1: we love to motivate other people to to become doers. You know that's where right. the real money is, not in terms of money, but in terms of like a life that is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That's where okay. the goods are. So we gotcha. we try to you know get people to see that you know you don't need to go to school you don't need to be a construction like carpenter you, you just need to get started you know right i tell people start build start with a garden box right then go to mm. like an outhouse and then start try to build a shed like just level up you know or right. or freaking jump in and start with a shed <laughs> like why not
2: mm-hmm.
1: um 'Cause that's what I would do.
2: But, yeah, we've done the garden boxing, and so I feel like I'm on I'm on level one maybe right now. So I gotta I gotta level up. Well, Brooke, you've been such an excellent guest. Thank you so much for playing along with uh everything I've thrown at you <laughs> it today. That's great.
1: I'll i I'll throw you some royalties on that um reality show when I get that off the ground, you know, me and dog and
2: oh whoever man whoever
1: else was in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, you've got the connection, so so yeah. I'll, <laughs> oh. Even just like yeah, knowing that it was thought of for a second, like taken seriously, <laughs> like that's that's enough to, to fill my heart right there. Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, we always save our last question just to allow you to to share where people can find you and follow you and anything else you want to share about your YouTube channel or what you got coming up or anything. Basically,
1: I don't know. I mean, just uh, my brain's always on fire with something new. Uh, my next thing I. would so we have this survival bunker property up in the UP that I've been cleaning out, working on. So I want to turn that into something this summer, and but at the same okay. time, I have like a, this big documentary idea I'm toying with doing this summer, and I want to build my own log cabin. So I have a pretty full, you know, brain right now. Okay, we'll see if the body holds out. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but uh,
2: well, can you tell us, real, if you don't mind sharing? I don't know if this is personal, but what what's your documentary idea?
1: Oh well, um. So back in 2000, I met a guy named Neil Eklund. He's in Alaska. He's just like the most incredible, um, authentic sourdough Alaskan I've ever met. And I worked with him. He hired me to um, work on his log raft that we floated down the Yukon River. It was like a floating lodge. I mean, this thing was like 60 by 40. It had guest tents and- (laughs) 60? 60 by 40. We had two skiffs, yeah. We had two skiffs. We had like six wall tents on it. You know, it was like a floating lodge. It was beautiful. So I was like a fishing guide. Uh You know, we fish the tributaries. We just float all summer. Go, you slowly just work your way down the Yukon. He's just incredible. He ended up getting cancer, so we didn't. It was the only year we actually ran that as like a commercial operation. And so all these years have gone by. We ended up getting on the National Mm -hmm. Geographic Channel. We did like that same concept. You know, for Nat Geo. Um, in 2014 but the deep dive in his life and like the incredible things he's done you know he's the only person i know in the world that like runs law graphs builds law graphs and is running a law raft down a river like he's on the river every year and so he's getting older
2: is he building them every year like he's, he's building from well, scratch every he'll,
1: year? i think the last couple of years he's like run them up to a slough and kind of like hope the ice doesn't crush him and then hauls him back to this one spot on the river and then he kind of just sits there all summer he's not really running the river these days but he he's on the river on his log raft in a lot in a wall tent you know this is super cool but i'd kind of like to do a documentary of him just kind of like teaching me how to do my own log raft and just that would be like the impetus to like deep dive into his history and then take my law graft mm-hmm. down the river this summer or this fall.
2: Like as the as kind of the the culmination of the story. Yeah,
1: like yeah, like a send off. Um right. but I don't know. That that's been on my brain for many, many years. And I know mean, he's like he's getting older, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, no one knows how much time they have left, me included. So I just don't want that opportunity to pass. So it's really been on my Like, I just don't know. It's got to all line up, you know, and I'm a one woman show, so it's hard to pull that stuff off, but I have done it before. I've done a documentary before by myself, so I know I can do it, but yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. I would
2: watch that just so you know. So if you, I don't know what would push you over the edge to, you know commit or make it happen but that would be I could see that getting a lot of traction um, especially when you're talking about Alaska they're looking for excuses yeah. to you know post shows about Alaska on every outdoor based channel right they're like here's people that live in a weird place in Alaska here's some other people so if you're actually doing like an event and activity you're learning and we can follow your story like I feel like that would be a very engaging documentary
1: yeah it's just because Neil is this most incredible like the things he has done oh my goodness you talk about like people just don't don't do these things anymore like he's one of the true Mm. blue you know alaskan sourdoughs that has you know ran the iditarod a couple times and just um so he's just an interesting guy Mm. just you know they don't make them like that anymore you know
2: and that's what you want you want the characters right you want the characters as part of the show oh yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. and his son is is a musher now but anyway just you know it's one of those things i like i've been really wanting to do my son graduates this year okay so we will be our kids will be like done with school and that will free us up a lot to do a bigger project like that where i won't have to be back for the school year kind of thing you know just kind of opens up your schedule more when you don't have kids in school anymore so don't
2: have to deal with the kids anymore we'll see (laughs) (laughs) and all their activities and appointments and all that stuff for sure yeah so all right well i hope yeah Yeah. um we'll stay tuned on that one for sure
1: so, you, yeah, YouTube is where to, where to find me.
2: Yeah, Girl in the Woods YouTube channel. And, yeah, all sorts of excellent information and stories along the way. So, hey, Brooke, again, thank you so much for joining the show. We really, really appreciate it.
1: Carl, it was great. I wish you the best of luck on your podcast. Thanks for having me.
2: What did you think about that interview?
3: Oh, I, I, I amazing, one. Um, but... I really now just want her to to build me my own cabin you know mm. she had people asking her to build a cabin i mean what a what a what a first of all flattering to think that right. if somebody asked me to build a cabin that they would trust me with that which clearly i would not do well but um i mean just she's very uh, you can tell how ingenious they are uh just both of them by being out there surviving and working together and yes like she's saying like they hang out 24 7 so uh, they
2: meaning her and her, her husband. husband. Yeah, yeah. Um, not me. I'm not with her.
3: Not you. Well, nobody would hang out with you that long. True, but uh, but just the fact that she likes that challenge of like figuring things out, right. uh, being adventurous, trying to survive. I mean, it's just and being on that show for any length of time is just impressive. Even if you don't win, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to her for sure. Um, and I would have had a hamburger too, probably In and Out, In and Out burgers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, you know, that's probably what I would have. If I could cook it, I would do it. But.
2: You'd bring in and out hamburgers with you.
3: I try to bring, yeah, the whole shop, like the truck. Right. You know, they could make them in the truck on the yeah. island or whatever. I don't think that's an option on the list, but that's a good one. I mean, we could try. Okay.
2: We could try. Yeah, uh, yeah. So she said, I mean, like she, her whole point is like she's trying to inspire people to do their own thing. And so, like, th- that defeats the purpose of building a cabin for somebody. Right. But even when I threw like like $10 million at her like that, she's like, no, not even $10 million. <laughs> Do you have $10 million for that? do you have that much money Uh, i got like nine he does a lot of garage sales (laughs) so that makes that's not surprising yeah so i just feel like i don't know with a lot of these folks that are experts or you know they're like kind of these like youtube celebrities i feel like you could probably find one of those alone survivors be like i'll build you a cabin for 10 million dollars
3: yeah well there was that tv show i think it was called treehouse masters and the guy would build you a treehouse and it Mm -hmm. was phenomenal those are the shows you watch then I have. Okay. I don't watch that one anymore, but uh, it was great. All right. Yeah. You didn't watch that show? Treehouse Masters was not so on my good. List. It's not my to do, to do go list. back. Go
2: back. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. I think we're watching different shows. I think there's not a lot of crossover between what yeah. we watch. So let's be honest. But that's interesting that you don't have Treehouse. <laughs> <The> treehouse. <now. laughs> okay. It's like good. Okay. So uh, another thing. From the interview, was huh. like a lot of we've had some survivalists on before, and I just mentioned like Bear Grylls, and they're they usually like cringe, like, oh, yeah. Bear Grylls, like he yeah. doesn't know what he's doing, he's not a survivalist. She had a very different reaction to that, and she actually like respects Bear Grylls and likes Bear Grylls. I wasn't actually expecting that response. Yeah, would you take what was your takeaway? I that? mean,
3: did she find him like entertaining as, as far as I, I guess. You know, because there's always that debate of, like, well, you know, he's in the hotel down the street, and then right. he's going to go back out and do the thing. I think he's, that doesn't take away from, like, what he may know, though, and, like, what he may He still knows provide. stuff. Yeah. He's still a stunt man. He doesn't... It, understanding, like, there's an entertainment value compared to, like, Survivor Man. the show, it's, it's just... I right. think people take it so seriously, but... Um, well, I think
2: the Survivors take think it, it seriously because they think that people are going to see the stunts he's pulling, and they're going to go try them, and then they're going to die, Right. So I don't know that's happened though. I haven't heard of like this person Uh, tried to replicate Bear Grylls and therefore died.
3: No, I don't think I'm going to like repel a waterfall by myself and just to see if it works. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to,
2: I'm not even talking about that. Like you could actually make the case for some of the things he does. There's just some things like we talked about in an earlier episode where they're just not going to happen, you know? And so, you know, like climbing under a camel carcass, you're not going to create a carcass as a sandstorm. Great episode. Yeah. It's still entertaining for sure. For sure. So overall, yeah, I really enjoyed having Brooke on. Amazingly, Let's see, other take the other takeaways. I threw some like reality show topics at her, and mm. she wanted to do the hide and seek kind of like the man tracker Ooh. thing, and like. 2.0
3: yeah uh man tracker yeah. yeah was there
2: anything that you were you interested in any of that stuff
3: hide and seek i mean i just want to know if, if is Saswatch going to be playing mm. as part of that or is he already playing like what's that well he about? should definitely be a contestant
2: because he'd probably win
3: well you gotta find him first all right we'll do right. that we'll do actually mention that good call
2: yeah all right uh we've got you got trivia this time for, i got trivia yeah. yeah all right let's do that here coming up right after
3: this are you looking at- after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, For just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Go to your happy price, price line. be less sore a stronger climber or simply faster on the trail then check out the training for trekking podcast these bite-sized episodes are full of excellent information that can improve your trail performance he's specially trained in sports science and strength and conditioning to get your body in the right shape and prepared for adventure check out the training for trekking podcast wherever you get your podcast
2: before we get to trivia, Derek, uh-huh. I, you, I can see you're getting prepared uh-huh. already. Thank yeah. you. Thanks yeah. for actually putting effort in. Uh, we have a new sponsor. Vecluse. Vecluse Gear. Now, yes. now, you recently, I think two episodes ago, you reached out. You didn't really reach out. You just like tried to, I don't know what you call it. You asked Lloyd Vogel from Garage Gun if, Gear if they would be our sponsor. You remember that? You, you, do. Know, like, you should sponsor yep. us. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. He didn't respond at all. Nothing. Like, he, we get the non-response. Yeah. But in the meantime, we had Brees, who's on our show, was it two months ago for a backpacking shark tank episode? So mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he reached out. He's like, I, he's, he's digging the show. We loved having him on the show. Yep. And so, um, so skier, that's the one that has like the attachment that you put between right. your back and your backpack right. to create more airflow to prevent Sweating. back sweat. Yeah. Right? And so for people that have that issue, um, it can cause in colder weather, if you, if you create that sweat from overexertion, it can cause risks of hypothermia and hot weather. Um, by having that there, it can keep you cooler right. and drier. This could be a solution. So they're going to be your sponsor. I think, I think they're in for a year.
3: Yeah, yeah he's in for
2: a year. We're going to leave idea. it in the
3: notes so they can know how to spell it. Yeah, we're
2: gonna have it in the show description. We'll have it both on YouTube and in our on our podcast. Yeah, that's
3: so Vacluse Gear, we're gonna be
2: talking about it for the next year, but check it out if back sweat is an issue, if that annoys you, if you have to change mm-hmm. your shirt when
3: you get to camp, just check it out. Airflow in the back, Vaclusegear.com. Yeah, huge. We got trivia. So we we I'm gonna it's on this little piece of paper here and I don't want you peeking. But what's I, but what is it? This, is, this, this is like a, box, a this, I sorter? do puzzles. I like puzzles. So this okay. is like a puzzle sorter. I don't okay. know if you can see those, but uh, this is gonna be my little shield for the trivia so you don't so you don't cheat okay i don't want he thinks
2: between the two is that i'm the one that has the issue look
3: i know that you've struggled in trivia in the past i've been crushing and i'm just worried that you're going to take a shortcut to try to catch up so
2: tied two to two this season we'll see what happens we'll see see what happens okay
3: all right right, well we're going to talk about um solo adventuring uh trivia um you know women all that stuff is encompassing so i got a few questions (laughs) multiple choice Maybe, women, maybe true and be, false. Women
0: true. <laughs> well,
3: in, in, in the outdoor world, yes. Okay, come on, get with it. Okay, right. so uh, let's start. Let's we'll start with an easy one. What percent of women check out how safe a destination is backpacking before they go? Okay. <laughs> how would I know? I'm gonna give how? you multiple choice. I don't care. I don't it's care. How do I even know what the ballpark is in this? <laughs> I don't know, Grams. i touching a ridiculous. I don't know, Grams. Question. I don't know, Graham's. Oh how would anybody gosh. know, Grams?
2: It's just gonna be a random stab in the dark. How would I? How would I? Okay. Let's before you give me the answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's your thought process? Why? Like, how can I process through this? And We're really going to educate
3: you. We're going to educate you. You oh see oh me do it gosh. week after week. You see me do it week after week. Did you not give me answers in grams one week? Like, who knows any it was of that two stuff? Two years ago, exactly. And I'm two still bitter ago. about it. Yeah. All right. This is from YoungAdventures.com. <sighs> okay. Get to know your woman side. Okay. Here we go. Is it 15% of women? A. B. 65% of women. C. 90% of women. Or D. 30 okay so how ta- many women check the safety of a destination before they go check the safety case. according to youngadventures.com so many
2: things that i mean if you're talking about is this just for this is for backcountry or this is, this is for
3: outdoor exploration okay hiking backpacking
2: i think 65 percent option c
3: clearly you cheated that is correct okay yes you saw yes. the little mark think, oh
2: yeah that's what i did you have a shield up calm
3: down i think you saw it before i unfolded it <laughs> somehow i don't know <laughs>
2: We're we're going to get said, a little we're
3: gonna get think a little, about what you just know, said. <laughs> okay, next question. One uh this is this is uh, the safest one of the safest places there's a lot of uh, women that go solo hiking. One of the top 10 safest solo places to hike in the world. Is okay. it Iceland, Bolivia, Asgard or
2: Finland? uh again i'm not sure like are we talking about in terms of wild animals are crime are we tr- talking about in terms of like disease like what are what the, the what's the criteria here this is a terrible question
3: the, uh i love how you critique no you, i'm not critiquing you me the same
2: I'm, stuff i'm straight up criticizing your question
3: <laughs> what's the safest place what's on the top 10 which one yeah. of these think about it think about the culture of each of these places
2: okay culture now you're giving me a clue like, is it is it have to do with crime or does it have to do with wild animals how many hints do you want I want it to be a better question. I want, I want you to <laughs> recognize that one of these answers okay. is not even
3: a real place, and you have yet to do that. <laughs> Asgard is where say, Thor lives, by the way. I know. I, well, I he didn't say I that. don't believe
2: in Thor because I believe in Jesus.
3: He so. li- in, in Sasquatch. So, you know. uh,
2: let's go with
3: Iceland. There you go. You won again. Cheater. Okay. But I still don't know why Iceland is safe. Iceland, Norway, New Zealand. New Zealand has like no predatory animals. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, it's a lot safer there, um, I think, yeah, in so general from the Young adventurous surveys they took. So okay. you're learning, even if you don't get it right. And you did anyway, you're still learning. Okay. Right. True and false. Last question. Okay. This is so.
2: And, if, and I think our rules are if we go three for three, then that takes away one of our prior losses.
3: It does not. Okay. All right. Uh, true or false. More men travel solo than women. One in three more men travel solo mm. than women one in three trying to think of what men who we've
2: seen on the trail I th- we've seen a lot of both mm. i want to say true
3: that is incorrect oh, really more women travel solo than interesting men, according to youngadventurist.com okay so ladies right. good on you getting out there i
2: think so i, I still don't think i prefer to i think you
3: just like people in, though impacts yeah. so you don't think so that way. i think we'll talk more about this later but i think going solo is lame you know what wow yeah. then all these ladies are lame to you i'm that's, not saying you should and never... that just lost it that's uh <laughs> hiker man hiker seaman at netscape.com if you want to email any complaints we have
2: uh, we got a guy going on our july trip who's who just goes solo and this is gonna be like a quite yeah. the experience for him but we'll talk more about that later i just i think it's better i th- i, th- I have, have a theory go, though yeah
3: go ahead, interrupt go ahead. i'm gonna interrupt you i have a theory of why there's so many women going on these solo trips i think it's just to get away from the men who mm. probably annoy them like you you know and they they're sick of it you feel it like was. i'm annoying on the trip on the trip, or in life, um, that's a toss-up, but, okay. you know, that's my theory. I don't know if that's right gotcha. or not, but I right. have right. it. So, good to you pass. Good job. Thank you. Thank
2: you very wow. much. Thank you for doing trivia. Thanks for putting some effort in. Uh, we've got... I got a couple tidbits. So This actually has to relate to uh, trivia here. Oh. So, Nate from Colorado Springs right. said he knows why we're now on YouTube. He knows. He knows. Because... He thinks that that's like my sort of like passive aggressive way mm. of making sure that you're not Googling trivia answers when it's my trivia.
3: That's that's his rationale? That's his reasoning. That's sad. He could be correct. That's it really sad, correct. actually. Yeah. So. I thought it was just because you felt more confident with yourself with a hat on. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Call that's it what it too.
2: is. I got, I don't know if this relates, but a lot of people that make their, you know, trips, they got to fly somewhere and they've got their airline choices. And so I just flew out here to California and I flew frontier. Have
3: Oof. you flown frontier? I, I'm, I'm going to admit something to you. I just booked a ticket on frontier. Okay. I'll never do it again. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. And you have to get, you got to cycle through about five or six pages. Once you've committed to the ticket,
2: it's like, are you sure you don't want this? Are you sure you don't want that? And then mm-hmm. now they're getting more aggressive with like the backpack you bring on. You got to size it as you're like entering the plane mm-hmm. and I was just start like processing through that. And they're just, they're so a la carte. They're just like pay for every little mm-hmm. thing
3: mm-hmm.
2: and sometimes pay a lot. Yeah. Do you think they're like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the end game. They're trying to figure out strategies for how can we charge more?
3: How can we nickel and dime you? Right. And right. So
2: my thought was like, do you ever think see a scenario where they're like, if you weigh over 180 pounds, hmm. Um, if you're like 180 to 200, we're gonna charge you 10 bucks more. 200 to 250, 20 mm. bucks more. Like you see that scenario where they actually like weigh you as you're getting on the plane. You would, yeah, you'd have to buy what two
3: or three tickets probably. 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 I think what it is though so is sometimes I've heard this in the past where like when you see prices that are a lot cheaper, you are more app to gravitate toward those prices. So if right. you see the lower ticket in general, oh, it's only twenty dollars more for this, ten dollars more right. for that. You gravitate more for that, and then they usually tack on some fee at the end. Yeah, they did it for me, and then it was you know like a six hundred dollar ticket or whatever. it's yeah. ridiculous. So you should. You're too old to
2: be making those mistakes. Let's be
3: honest here. It is it's the first time I've flown, flown with these guys. Okay. Anyway, and last. Just, just a question. Just yeah. throwing it out there for people that get frustrated
2: with the, the airlines, but it's true. Uh, that my friend that's
3: all i got that's all i got um guys that was a pleasure for me for you i don't know about carl but um yeah we'll see if you need a cabin built um he can do lincoln
0: locks that's about <laughs> it So, see you, next time. I want to fly the
3: world. you know we were talking about you know being alone building things and whatnot you know I left Carl alone. I went out and visited him like a couple of years, a few years ago. And I was like, hey, let's do some gingerbread houses for Christmas. I thought, that'd be fun. And then I was like, you know what? I got to go to the bathroom, kind of constipated, this Coloradian food altitude. So I'm in the bathroom for like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. Come back out. And uh, he had his mouth full of icing and graham crackers. And I was like, this is what happens when you
0: leave him to build." I was like, why don't you build the cabin? He ate it. <laughs>